Hi, I'm Jana Jennings, and you're listening to the Unsigned Chat Podcast. Hello everyone, welcome to episode 11 of the Unsigned Chat podcast. As usual, I'm joined on the show by my co-host and singer-songwriter, Jaina Jennings. So Jaina, how are you? I'm good, how are you? Not so bad. I feel like I haven't spoken to you for ages. It's been forever. We've just been talking with gifts. I know, it's amazing how we can have a whole conversation with just gifts. Yep, it is amazing. So, uh, <laughs> you, you excited for today's show? I um... We're also joined on the show this week with a singer-songwriter called Emily Fay. So Emily, thanks for joining us on the show and welcome. That's all right, no problem at all. Thanks for having me. So we obviously follow each other on Instagram and one of the Instagram stories that I really like that you do is the Emily Fay tip of the day. Oh, yes. <laughs> I sometimes forget to do it, to be honest. I need to, I need to get on it every single day. <laughs> so what's your top tip for today my tip for today okay my tip for today is to get out in nature for at least five minutes but emily talk talk us about your musical journey so far you know how you got into music and where you're up to now um okay so i um i just loved music when i was younger and i, I used to sing all the time um and then my piano teacher, when I was about 13, challenged me to write songs. So I started writing songs on piano and then later on on guitar. And um, yeah, and then from, from there, I decided to study songwriting. Um, so I went off to uni and studied that in London. And then since then, I've just kind of been trying to find my sound. Um, and then 2017, when I, when I went to Nashville and recorded my first EP, um, I kind of, I kind of, yeah, that was a good kind of starting ground for me. And um, yeah, and then I, I released Open Road and then then 2018, I released um, the Here I Am EP. And then, um, then later on in 2018, I got back into the studio, but in the UK this time and um, with a female producer and also with the guys in my band playing all my new stuff. So yeah, so that's all ready to be released this year. I'm just finalising all of the details but it's a kind of um it's a kind of the next step on my journey basically it's a little it's a little different to the first dp as as it naturally would be um and i'm releasing i'm releasing every song as a single and then you'll be able to buy um the physical product with all the songs on um probably from the summer onwards um so yeah so originally each song will just be kind of a digital download to begin with um yeah so that's the plan at the moment <laughs> That's an interesting concept of releasing every song as a single. That's really cool. Yeah, I just I just think um these days people are really um they really just, you know, really impatient and they just want to hear the next thing, you know? So I think maybe um well I'm just gonna try it basically. Um the first time I released when I released my other EP, I only had one of the songs ready. So it was just kind of natural that that was the single and then the EP was ready at a later date. Whereas this time all the songs are ready. Um, so yeah, I just don't know what date specifically on which one to release just yet. I'm still trying to decide. <laughs> um, but yeah, so that's, it's just kind of a different, 
way of trying things basically yeah and keeping people interested I guess as well it's important <laughs> how did you find recording in Nashville you know was that a different kind of experience to recording in the UK and yeah Nashville was inc- absolutely incredible it was it was just kind of like I just kind of got swept up in the magic of Nashville um it was a very very fast way of recording so we literally did one day of of pre-production where we kind of did all the chord charts and we had session musicians come in um and so then we did one day of the music with all the session musicians and then the next day we did all the vocals and then we were done then it was just mixing um that that um sam my producer at the time he he had to do so yeah, so it was very it was a very speedy process in terms of in terms of that. Um, in comparison with recording over here, we kind of did it over we did it over six months in the end. We were going to try and do it a bit quicker, but then we just thought, why rush? You know, why rush something when you can spend more time on it and make it the best it can possibly be? So, yeah, so that took it took longer over here for sure because obviously. We just kind of worked out what we wanted and changed a few things along the way and got different people in for different things and different sounds. Um, so, yeah, so it was fairly different to the Nashville recording. Um, but it was it was fun. It was fun working really closely with um, Sue McMillan, who, who was my producer on, on this one. And um, it was great working with a female producer as well because I've been doing all of this kind of stuff for you know women in the industry like write like a girl and things like the tour we did last may and i really felt you know what I'd, I'd like to kind of stand by that and work with a female producer and and she's a songwriter as well and i actually had a songwriting session with her and then i just said you know what let's record something kind of thing so yeah so it's it was it was a great process i enjoyed both of them the exact you know the exact kind of same but even though they were very different um, yeah, they were great experiences for me at the times that I needed those experiences, if that makes sense. <laughs> so do you think Nashville kind of has a better music scene than what the UK does? Artists and things like that. Have you experienced much of the scene over there? Well, I was only there for, I've only been there once and that was when I recorded and I was only there for about 10 days. So I, I didn't experience the scene fully. I went to loads of jams. I went to loads of writers rounds because they're just on every corner, you know, which is really amazing. And um, in terms of writing sessions, I did a lot of writing sessions and I actually played at um, Bobby's Idol Hour, which has, I think is unfortunately closed now. So sad about that on Music Row. Um, so I played there and that was that was an incredible experience. It was a real American writers round, you know, it's crazy. Um, but yeah, so I think for country music, you know, it's, it's the most amazing 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 scene although the UK is growing a lot more in the country music scene um and I'm yeah I'm quite proud that the UK is kind of it's building you know and how much it's come on in the past couple of years just the country scene in the UK as well um so yeah so I think we're learning a lot from from Nashville (laughs) so is music like your full-time career now or do you just do it like part-time and have another job your day job or yeah so at the moment I just have like a part-time job where I work as a receptionist three times a week um, three days a week or I cover more if, if my boss needs me to basically I, I didn't want to at the moment I didn't want to put too much pressure on making you know making the money from the original music I wanted to I didn't want to put too much pressure on it I just want to be able to have that creative space with it um, 
and then you know if it takes off then obviously the dream is to give up the day job <laughs> but yeah uh, at the moment I do have a, a part-time job as well as doing music yeah so kind of have two jobs really yeah <laughs> is that hard to balance all of that or do you have a good a good system for keeping up with everything that you've got going on um well now I'm actually a lot more balanced than I was so um now I have one part-time job and then the music when I lived in London I had about five part-time jobs and music so I've kind of you know scaled that it scaled that back a bit now and um I just have the one part-time job and the music so it's easier to balance but time management is definitely you know you have to be really disciplined and motivated I find that quite hard I you know like sitting down for this many minutes to practice that specific thing I find that quite hard but at the same time you know we're all human aren't we we can't be fabulous every day (laughs) so you you had five part-time jobs at one point yeah plus music yeah it was it was awful it was I was I was just my energy and all of me was spread so thin I didn't get to do enough music so I was just like right it's time it's time to to quit that (laughs) and um yeah scale back a little bit that's like proper hardcore having five part-time jobs plus music on the side (laughs) that's amazing it wasn't very wise of me to do that I was very I was very stressed and tired (laughs) so I wasn't in like the best place doing that really (laughs) but yeah (laughs) At least you've kind of learned, though, what you what your kind of threshold is for like concentration and how much you can physically do. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I, I kind of know now. Um, you know, I can see now I'm out the other side. I can I know what's kind of best in terms of the balance, like getting the balance between the part time job and the music and just time off as well. I'm really bad at having a day off, like so bad at that. <laughs> so I try and schedule them into my diary now. <laughs> But um, but yeah, it's yeah, it's just it's just learning, isn't it? It's learning how to make your lifestyle work, I guess. Yeah. Are you a bit of a workaholic? I think maybe I am because when I'm not doing work, I don't know what to do with myself. You know, <laughs> a lot of the time. So like today, um, I think I finished. Yeah, I finished my part-time job. I finished it early today, and I I just kind of like I like rang my mum and I was like, I don't know what to do with myself. Like oh my goodness I don't know what to do with myself it's fine just relax (laughs) I don't know how (laughs) so then I started planning something else or you know you just get distracted by things don't you really (laughs) I was thinking about how cool it is that she has a she has kind of like a a handy dandy planner (laughs) what's a handy dandy planner I was going to say, for that, you need to watch the Jaina's vlog where she tells you all about her handy dandy planner. But it's, it's just a place where you can keep all of your, um, everything that's coming up. Yeah, I do, I do love a good, uh, good, like, schedule system, you know, I do love that. Definitely, definitely. Because when we first started doing this show, Jaina, didn't you have, like, three alarm clocks to remind you about the show? <laughs> yes, I have so many alarms set on my phone. I love that, I love that. <laughs> Well, that's what you have to do. You have to get, you have to be um, reminded. Your your phone has to remind you of what you have going on. (laughs) Yeah, to be fair, I'm the same. I will, if I, well, for example, if I'm like doing a million things and I've I've put a wash on and I've done this and I'm doing this and I'm doing this and I put an alarm for each thing for when each thing will be done and (laughs) everything like that. So I have noticed that when I have a really good, system like I I know when everything's gonna happen and I and I I mean not really that I you know you just you get the reminder and you go do it and you and you kind of get into this 
um, just, um, I'm not really sure what the word is for it, but you just, you're in it every day and you, you get into a really good schedule and then all of the poeticism in your head just kind of goes away because you're in a cycle over and over and over doing the thing, doing the thing that you have to get done when you, when you know what you've got that week. Do you think that that has, when you've had, when you had those five jobs and music, did you ever feel like you were, you were trying to write songs or, or you were kind of having writer's block because you were so busy and stressed that that kind of froze out the creative process that you were going with at one time? Yeah, yeah, I definitely, I felt like there was less time to to have the creative space, obviously, because the jobs, the jobs I was doing required you know this energy from me and then I got home and I was really tired or you know the only time I kind of did um did manage to write was I I made sure I booked co-writes in and I found those really helped me um get back in the creative space um but yeah I definitely found it a lot harder to to create things but then some songs you know uh open road actually I just kind of one day it's, it's crazy basically some songs come out come out of nowhere in 20 minutes you know written from the heart and then the other songs are just completely planned and you go back and you change them and you go back and you you know you perfect them but yeah open road was just a accidental (laughs) an accidental song basically that I just felt like I needed to write at the time and I just and I just kind of was thinking I think I was missing home and I was thinking my mum and dad and and they were they had a camper van and they were off on another adventure and I was you know just like I was one of these people who had no money in the big city kind of thing. And I was just like, do you know what? All they need is each other on the open road. And I just thought, I'm going to write about that. And then it just came out, yeah, in like 20 minutes. Um, versus, yeah, the other times where, where yeah, you, you, you start with a title or you try all these different techniques to write a song or, you know, that I definitely, I definitely incorporated a lot of things to combat the um, writer's block so I did a songwriting challenge I think it was January 2017 maybe or January yeah and I wrote a song so verse and chorus every single day of January for 30 so it's 31 days that was really hard I think I don't know why but day 13 day 26 I always remember those two being the hardest but um but yeah and, and one song me for me my song me for me that was the only one that I that I developed from from those 31 um songs (laughs) that I wrote but I definitely feel like it kept my songwriting muscle working and you know it it became a habit you know to sit down for half an hour and, and write a verse and chorus it became a habit that I was doing every day so the more you know the more you practice and the more you use that songwriting muscle I suppose the um the better you get so yeah so yeah, it was interesting. <laughs> I think that a lot of your lyrics are really poetic. Like, um, in Giving In, I really like that song, and I thought that the best lyrics were in, in the chorus of um, Between the Head and the Heart. Oh, yeah, yeah. That was, yeah, I was kind of, yeah. Where did that, how did you get that idea? What What does that mean? So I kind of, um, so at, I think at the time or around the time, one of my friends was, was kind of going through a, a, a stage in her relationship where she she didn't know whether to follow her head or her heart and she kind of said this to me and she was like I don't know if it's 
if it's you know if I should follow my my mind you know is that right or is it right to follow my heart and they're saying different things um so that kind of inspired that and then I also I kind of felt that myself in in a you know long past relationship um and I just thought yeah you kind of feel stuck because you don't know which one to trust or which one to to take the leap with you know the mind is I feel like the mind is always the sensible one that's rationalizing things and then the heart is is the one that's kind of um it's like the angel and the devil isn't it I suppose in some ways but the sensible one and the and the one that's like let's just do it just go for it (laughs) um so yeah so it, it kind of came from that basically she said she literally said to me you know um I just feel like I'm caught in the middle, stuck, you know, stuck between, yeah, my head and my heart. And I was like, oh, ooh. but I didn't actually write it down at the time. I think it must have just stayed in my subconscious, you know, <laughs> yeah, until I was head. until I was ready. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> How do you find songwriting and what's your kind of like process for it? Um, so it depends, really. So um, the last song. OK, so the last two songs I've written, um, one of them. I met up with a couple of my friends. They came to my house. We sat around the kitchen table with a cup of tea. Each of them was going through a tough time. And they basically just poured their heart out to me, cried, you know, everything. We just drank tea and we just kind of like had a real kind of like powerful, you know, moment where we where we just were there for each other. You know, it was really cool. And then and I wrote a song. I just felt like I really needed to write a song for them. I don't know why. I just felt like I really wanted to write a song for them to say that they can always come to me and they can always lay their problems on me. And, you know, we can always sit at my kitchen table with a cup of tea, basically, you know, over a cup of tea around the kitchen table. They can just let, lay it all on me kind of thing. So, yeah. So then I ended up writing a song. That song came really quickly in about 20 minutes. Um, and I wrote a song I haven't decided what it's called yet I think Kitchen Table maybe but um, but yeah and then the most recent song I've been writing um, has been a lot harder to write so I, I'm still on the first verse and chorus and I just can't think what I want to say in the second chorus because it's it's not based on me or my experience so I just found this quote and it was um, the quote it really stuck with me this quote and I and I just thought I need to write a song with that quote as the punchline basically um so yeah so then I was trying to kind of build it all around this and think of again I don't know why I think because I'm in a happy relationship I was like oh no I'm gonna have to base this on someone else's relationship how are they feeling in that or you know someone else's experience that they've talked to me you know about so yeah so I've been kind of trying to think how I'd feel in that situation and and things like that so um yeah so that's been a lot more of a challenge because it's not been about me and my experience it's been kind of writing about someone else's experience from as if I was them if that makes sense (laughs) so that's tricky (laughs) and that's I I think that's really cool because that's what songwriters do you're you're communicating emotions even if you've never experienced them firsthand maybe you've just been inspired by watching somebody else do it but you can you can put emotions you can put experiences into words so that somebody else who may be going through it even if you never have can feel comfort in that and I think that's really cool that you were able to channel somebody else's experiences to make a song that meant something to you or to someone else that's really cool way to go yeah oh thanks (laughs) thank you yeah I definitely find it harder although 
so my yeah so my um the open road is about my mum and dad going you know, going out on their adventures it's kind of written from their perspective but obviously like I'm like it's me kind of thing if that makes sense then me for me my cousin it was written for my cousin and her husband so I kind of put myself in their shoes they were getting married and you know and I kind of wanted to write them a song for their their wedding so yeah so I've done a lot of putting myself in other people's shoes but I haven't I think recently I haven't done as much writing about myself if that makes sense which yeah I don't know I find it really scary to think about when I think about oh gosh like maybe I need to write a song about me now (laughs) but I don't really want to like I'd rather write about other people because it's safer you know (laughs) but (laughs) other people's experiences is a bit safer but um I think yeah I think my next the next step in my journey after this music's released I think I would like to write about things I've maybe personally struggled with like in a more on a more deeper level level or something like that maybe um but yeah we'll see we'll see (laughs) I think that there's quite a lot of independent artists certainly the ones that we've kind of spoken to on the show that have kind of said that they um can take inspiration from other people's relationships which I find quite Mm -hmm. interesting yeah definitely definitely it's yeah I I suppose when everybody you know everybody around you has a story and or has something to say or you know your friend calls you up with a problem or your friend your cousin calls you to tell you she's engaged and so years ago like years maybe six years ago I had a dream that she got engaged to the man she did get engaged to eventually and um I was a bridesmaid at their wedding in the Caribbean and that actually happened. All of that happened. So yeah, writing a song about kind of about them and their love and, and the things she said to me just stuck with me, like, like really simple things. Like she said, he just sees me for me. And she said, um, she kind of, yeah, she kind of said like, even when I'm crazy, he still loves me, you know, things like this. And I've experienced those, those things myself now, you know, in my relationship, but at the time, um, I was just kind of going by how she felt and how she was feeling and and things and trying to like think what you know how I'd feel in that situation and, and things so yeah it's it's really interesting um, that what you subconsciously remember if that makes sense like the little things you remember from what people say that work really well in songs <laughs> sorry friends sorry family <laughs> but they do <laughs> um, yeah <laughs> So do your friends and family know that you've been writing songs about them? Or is this all going to be a big surprise to them? <laughs> no, so, so my mum and dad know that Open Road is about them. And, and my cousin knows that Me For Me was was about her and, and her relationship and things. Uh, my boyfriend, he always, he whenever I send him like a new song idea, and if it's like a breakup one, he's like, is this about me? And I'm like, no, 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 it's not about you, don't worry. Oh, that could get awkward, couldn't it? <laughs> Yeah, no. So basically, he he's um my boyfriend lives in Jersey in the Channel Islands. So I've done the whole long distance um love song. I've do, I've kind of exhausted that subject now. So most of the songs that are long dis- about long distance love are about him. Um, but yeah. So yeah. So I kind of just yeah I use other people's experiences a lot more I'd say than my own just because. I'm kind of, you know, I suppose if I if I felt a bit emotional about something or other in my relationship with him, I probably would write about it. But 
but yeah who knows who knows yeah most of my songs about him are, are long distance you know and how to get through it kind of thing <laughs> so, some of my best relationships have been long distance <laughs> you know sometimes sometimes people say to me I can't even make a relationship work with someone in the next you know village or town or whatever let alone you know across an ocean maybe that's better for me you know to have the across an ocean relationship but, but yeah we've we've not known any anything different so you know so it's you know, we have our, our methods of seeing, you know, when we see each other and what we plan and things. So you kind of get into the rhythm of it, I think, after a while. <laughs> I think it's, I think I like long distance relationships because, you know, like after you've seen each other at the weekend, you know, you've got your own space for the week. Yeah. And also I do find we're both so busy, you know, he's so busy where he is. I'm so busy where I am. But when we do see each other, we get to spend more quality time together rather than like, seeing them for 20 minutes for dinner or you know in the daytime say um or like five minutes before you go to work or you know so I guess there are there are pros and cons there's some days where where I just wish that he could just be here for brunch you know casually or whatever but um but yeah but then the good outweighs the bad the bad definitely for me personally (laughs) see one of my exes she used to live in Brighton and oh yeah it was great because we'd see each other like every other weekend yeah. But then when you do see each other, you like live like you're on holiday. You know, like when you're constantly <laughs> out, you're eating out every meal. <laughs> yeah, you do have a lot of fun. You go on more adventures. Yeah. 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 I always, when I go to Jersey, I always, you know, like go for beach walks and, and all coastline walks and like the beach for brunch and, you know, all the fun things you do on holiday. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because otherwise, if you end up like living together, like full time eventually you get sick of them (laughs) well I wouldn't know so I can't tell you (laughs) maybe one day I'll know if I get sick of if I get sick of him who knows (laughs) you know where you end up like looking at each other thinking when are you moving out (laughs) when are you moving out new song that could be the title to a new song (laughs) when are you moving out oh that sounds like a challenge actually when are you moving out? The new song. Oh, Emily, please do a song yeah. called that. <laughs> Maybe. We'll see. We will see. I can imagine that either as an acoustic song or a really high tempo sort of song. <laughs> there's, a lot, there's, a lot of, there's a lot of sort of like hay bales and a farm sort of barn sort of setup. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. You could imagine kind of a Dolly Parton style, yes. you know, like sarcastic but like when are you moving out (laughs) yeah okay so you've got two weeks to write it emily (laughs) okay (laughs) no pressure (laughs) all right okay i might give it a go you know i might i might see what i can do if i i might forget also so you might have to remind me i'll message you (laughs) on instagram don't worry (laughs) (laughs) so i videos on youtube you have kind of a theme of um i'm not really sure what it's called but it's like cinema like old cinema yeah i think (laughs) it's really cool and pretty much all of your videos have that theme for for like a couple of for a while and then there's a shift and i like the new theme that you've got going too just um what was the idea behind the cinematic like old film kind of yeah um so basically i've just i've kind of decided 
um, one of my songs. So basically, once a year, I would one with the song that I release. I want to do kind of a home home movie style video. So uh, I did the home movie style thing of for Open Road to kind of let people get to know me and kind of give them an insight into into what I'm about. And then me for me, um, I released that the video for that last. I think it was December. Yeah, it was on my cousin's wedding anniversary actually. Um, and that was footage that I'd taken and a videographer had taken and I just clipped it all together. So that was footage from her wedding that I played the song at. So kind of, um, yeah, so that was another little home video insight. And then a, a single that I'm releasing, one of the singles I'm going to release in the next few months, I'm also doing a home video for that as well. So, yeah, I just kind of decided I want, uh, yeah, I just want to kind of have, have a bit of fun with, with a bit of home editing and a home style video um to kind of yeah just to kind of like express myself or whatever yeah I think also it's kind of it's good to connect with people um you know on, on a more personal level you know because you're not always looking super fabulous and glamorous and in your gig outfit you know every day and you know you are sometimes just have your hair in a top knot or you know are just messing around in the garden in a wheelbarrow or <laughs> or whatever you know or on the beach having a drink or whatever so yeah and it's kind of it's fun as well because it's it encourages me to have some more adventures so that I can film them and things um but yeah it's just kind of a, a fun thing to do and I really enjoy the editing side and and I think the songs I've chosen to do the the home videos for they've suited the song if that makes sense so um yeah so yeah, we'll see. I'll see about the next one. I think it might be June, maybe, the next home video style. <laughs> was that an yeah. exclusive there we've got? Maybe. but I, I So at the moment, I'm thinking a release in April and a release in June. So that's potentially. Maybe one in May, depending on my PR. I need to have a chat with them and, and things. So, yeah. So April time, there will definitely be new music from me. So, Emily, one of the things we always ask guests on the show, is what music barriers have you overcome and how did you overcome it? Oh, what music barriers? Does that mean in terms of what have I struggled? What have been my music struggles, would you say? Yeah. Okay. Um, I would say, okay, so my first kind of major one was that I was too afraid to play my guitar with my band, so I only used to sing. I'd never play guitar. I just didn't think I was good enough and I just really panicked and was really nervous and I just didn't I just couldn't do it um but now I play ooh, at least five songs with my band and I've done a whole 10 date tour with just me playing guitar so I'm, I'm getting better my confidence still isn't where I'd like it to be and my guitar playing isn't amazing I'm, I'm by no no means a guitarist of any sort but that's something I've overcome is is just kind of being like right Emily you need to do this you know you need to play guitar with your band it looks way cooler sound you know adds to the sound yada 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 so so that's kind of one major thing um yeah and then I think also a co like confidence I think as a as an artist or singer or songwriter or person to be honest <laughs> your confidence goes in in waves and peaks and and I think some some months for example you feel more confident and more um you have more self-confidence more confidence in yourself and your ability than you do in other months um so yeah so I feel like at the moment my confidence isn't very high but um 
for January was was better and last year was it was better but it's just about you know just riding it out and getting back to a place where you do feel confident again whether that's practicing more writing more yeah are you generally a confident person or is it just like music where you're not quite as confident um I wouldn't say I personally don't think I'm a confident person people think people think otherwise because I'm you know I smile all the time and I'm a happy person but I wouldn't say I'm an overall 100% confident person I just kind of like I just go with it I just I take risks and I just I just try things and um I guess I guess I kind of fake it on stage I'm completely faking it basically I'm in terms of my confidence I'm I'm terrified but you know you've got to you've got to try and be confident on stage basically <laughs> so yeah because <laughs> when I, I don't know you but Watching your Instagram videos, you don't come across someone that's like not confident. <laughs> oh, that's good. That's good. No, I think I think maybe it's um, maybe it's like a self. It's like a self thing. I think. Yeah, and and it goes through phases. Like sometimes I don't feel good. You know, sometimes there's a, you don't feel good at what you do. You know, I think everybody probably has those days. And then other days you feel like, oh, I'm okay. Okay, this is good. This is good. This is going well. This is you know. Um, yeah so I think I think also social media and comparison and all of that is just a whole nother level like in terms of you know if you're if you're in on the social media network you compare yourself all the time people naturally do that and and I think it's really hard not to and um, I think that really doesn't doesn't help with people's self-confidence you know when you see somebody for example like if someone's got a festival that you really wanted or you know and you didn't get it this time or whatever then you you feel like oh no I didn't get it or you know these these little things um but then at the same time I do kind of friends say this to me I say look you I kind of need to take my own advice (laughs) a lot of the time but um but yeah I think also I, I really do think that being happy for somebody else and their successes never devalues yours your successes ever like being happy for someone and their success will never yes. like undervalue or devalue yours so, so yeah so I'm just That's so perfect yeah like I'm just so like when when something amazing happens one of my friends and I'm just like yes this is amazing and I'm I'm, I'm generally so happy for them you know really really happy for them um so yeah so I've kind of that's been that's definitely well I think I've I've always had that but then there's there's days when you might be like oh man I'm so happy for them but how did they do that or whatever you know some people a lot of people messaged me um when I was in Rolling Stones magazine um a few of my friends messaged me like how did you get that and I was like honestly it was luck really the guy who wrote the article liked my song you know, and it was the right place, right time. I honestly think it was luck. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> it might have just been, you know, just pure luck that he liked the song and decided to write about it, you know. So, yeah, you just, you never know, really. And I think you have to remember that you've been in those situations and other people have been in those situations. And, and everyone at the end of the day, there's, I, I, it might be naive to believe this, but I really feel like there's room for everyone. Everybody is a different person and brings something different to the table. So I kind of just think like, just compete with yourself, really, if that makes sense. Like just That's not naive yourself. at all. I think that's what it takes <laughs> in the music business. You can't always, 
I think that there are just so many opportunities in the world that if, if you tried to take every single one of them, you would miss the majority of them. So just because somebody else is, is having, is enjoying a success over here, doesn't mean that there's not room for another person to be enjoying a different success. Everybody has their own, everybody has yeah. a different path. Everybody has different ideas of what success even is. So I think that it's not naive at all to, to encourage other people with your music. It's not always just about what successes you can have, but it's also just um, being proud for other people and other people in the music business enjoy a success because that's what it takes yeah definitely yeah I definitely yeah I, I completely agree with that I completely agree yeah yeah definitely I also think um something I'm really bad at doing is um for example you know look when you look back at your year so I pe- people message me and they're like Emily you know, you've done this, this and this, you're doing amazing. And I'm sitting here like, I don't feel like I'm doing amazing. What? What? But then, you know, you need to just look back and be like, actually, Emily three years ago would be really proud of that, that Emily one year ago for doing that. So, you know, you have done some great things. You know, you kind of just need to give yourself a break a lot of the time, I think, as well. Like, we're all so hard on ourselves, I think, especially in terms of being in our 20s and this is what we should be doing. This is where we should be financially. This is where we should be in our relationship. This is where we should be. You know, there's so much pressure, I think, that we put on ourselves to be in a certain place at by a certain age even um so yeah <laughs> well, I'm getting off topic now but yeah no no no, at all not at all because I think with that where you sort of we talk about how you know people think that there should be a, a certain place in life at by a certain age see I kind of think that reality tv shows are to blame for that yeah I might agree with you you know um yeah and I think I think this I think everybody has had their their view but then I think social media has like enhanced you know everyone can see what everyone's doing even more now you know so so it's always been there that comparison oh she's that age or you know that expectation to do this at this age or whatever or so and so has done it at this age but it's even more in kind of surrounding you now because of social media it's enhanced it but yeah I think yeah it's a lot it's probably a lot of things to blame (laughs) what you have to remember about um, social media is that everybody's posting their best moments exactly yeah their best successes but what you don't see is the rest of their life so yeah. you can't compare, I mean, in my opinion, I don't think that you can compare yourself to anybody else because you're not seeing the full picture. And yeah, I agree. And I think that if you looked at your friends and, and you were, you were looking at them and you were trying to, I don't think that you would compare each other based on their successes. I don't think you would say, okay, she's doing better than my other friend because my, this friend is doing this. So I no, you don't want to do that about other people that you love you shouldn't do that to yourself because you know, I totally agree because you know in your heart that you're like oh well I love both my friends equally and I think they're both doing awesome things and I can't compare them because they're so different you can't do that with yourself either you have to give yourself that respect too just knowing that everybody's different everybody's got something else going on in their life that you don't even see and so um, maybe yeah, somebody's going through a really hard time and somebody else is having it really good, but they're, you know, keeping up and you don't see 
what somebody's going through. So you think they're not doing that much, but they actually mm -hmm. are doing a lot behind the scenes. I think that just yeah, the comparison thing with, with musicians is just really, really sad because you don't, I mean, you are missing out so much on a good friend or, or just, you know, somebody to support in the music business, somebody who wants to support you by trying to compare yeah. yourself to someone else. Yeah, I, t I completely agree. Yeah, I so agree with that. And yeah, I like, I really like what you said about, um, you know, you respect your friends enough not to compare them, you know, you wouldn't even think to do that, whereas you do yourself. So it's like, yeah, you need to have more, more like self respect. My, my producer actually said, like, Emily, stop being mean to Emily, you know, when I was putting myself down one time about, you know, I, I was really tired. So I because we'd done a festival so I hadn't had enough rest to do that vocal in that studio on that day um so we had to kind of bring the session to an end because it just wasn't it wasn't working out at that particular time and and I was like oh I'm so annoyed at myself you know I'm rubbish I'm this I'm this and I was just kind of frustrated and she was like stop being unkind to Emily <laughs> Emily stop beating up Emily <laughs> basically um and it was kind of I was kind of like oh yeah gosh you know and it kind of put into perspective how much we do we do do that to ourselves and I think yeah I think it's it's hard it's it's hard not to but I think it's definitely the better option not to do that if that makes sense <laughs> yeah absolutely true so Emily what um social sites work for you really well I and mean, obviously I know that you're on Instagram and you do quite a lot of Insta stories on there and yes yeah so um yeah Instagram I, I kind of I, I love Instagram because it's about photos and it's kind of a bit more like behind the scenes. So you kind of can see more into people's lives, like the good and the bad. Um, and Facebook, I kind of do a bit of Facebook. I do forget to update that because I usually update my Instagram. So I forget to do my Facebook. I need to get on top of that. Twitter, I'm not the best at using Twitter, but I need to get better at that also. So yeah, so those are the kind of main ones that I use. And then I have a website as well which I which I have like a um a subscription you can subscribe and I send out an email I think I send out like four or five emails a year so not you won't get thousands of emails from me <laughs> if you subscribe <laughs> on my website <laughs> what, what's your website address Emily uh www.emilyfaymusic.com well Emily thank you so much for coming on the show today it's been great uh, chatting with you well, thank you so much for having me and Jaina I will speak to you next Friday all right, see you then. Also, a big thanks to everyone who listens to our podcasts each week. Thank you so much for joining us for that. And we uh, hope you'll continue to listen to our podcast. Hope you can join us next week for another episode of the Unsigned Chat podcast. But until then, have a great week.